The new app Chappie is the first gay dating app to take a stand against prejudice in the gay community. All Chappie users must agree to a pledge within the app to treat others with kindness, respect, and dignity. Plus, Chappie is the first app that lets you choose your Mr. Right or Mr. Right Now in their innovative sliding scale. So, you know, you might be looking for something serious or you may just want to get it in tonight. I think we get it, Steve. (laughs) So head over to the App Store and download Chappie to meet the right guy for you and to be part of a community that doesn't stand for prejudice. Sounds good to me. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Steve Hernandez. And we're here in Steve's apartment. <laughs> yep, this old schlubby thing. I Where mean, the magic happens. If we can get rid of this carpet, you know, all the other apartments have wood floors now. I know. My apartment has wood floors, and I don't think I'll ever go back. Oh, no. I mean, this. I, we just have been here... The other guy had been here a few years before, but I mean, all the other apart- units in this apartment. So we got this just gross, like beige carpet with that's old. But when these when these Russians move out, we're, we're going to get some like nice carpets to at least cover it up. They're really authentic. In the bathroom, there's like fucking toiletries in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Russians are authentically Russian. Yes, no, that's I just true. mean they're not. Yeah, they're not like oh, yeah, no, posing. They're, no. They're- <laughs> They're 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 there. They're very nice guys too. We you know I love them. They'll get their own place soon. Uh, just got back from Portland, recorded my album. Tell me about I, it. I had a, I think I had five Reality Bites fans that went to really? it. So yeah, thank you guys so much. I'm sorry I don't. Oh, that's know your so name, rad. Yeah, they they listened, so they went. First show was sold out uh, to the gills, like pulling out tables to get m- Fuck more room yeah. for people. And uh, the second one was full. It wasn't sold out, but it was very fun. Uh, I listened to both recordings today, and I thought the second was funnier, but the first one is just so, the audience is just rock and roll, uh-huh. so we'll see. Uh, but thank you guys so much for coming out. It means a lot to me. Um, it, you know, if you told your friends, or I had a bunch of comics retweet and do everything, but Portland, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. I can't, I'll never, you'll always have my heart. How about that? How about That's you always good. have my heart? Uh, you might have to share it. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, polyamory, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Polyamory. I wonder. What? How was the rest of your trip? It was great. I mean, it was really wonderful to go with Julia. Um, we went up the coast. We stayed with friends, but we were together for ten or eleven days. And she's a real road dog, man. Like she was always like wanting to drive, and she's just like a fucking cool down ass chick. I really, really love her very much. But it was. I mean, it's great to have someone like that. She put together my. It's not here, but for my merch thing, she built this wood thing. Yes. She just. I mean, like. She's like does a lot to like earn my love, and it's like sad. <laughs> no, dude, she loves you, but also she... like you should think that you're worth it. I mean, it's awesome that you acknowledge that it's like way above and beyond like maybe what you even call for. Yeah, but like, I think she's just so much more capable too. Like, there's not a lot I can do in life. Like, I'm good at talking. Uh, I'm I'm good at communicating, but there's like I can't do a lot of things. Like for her to build that thing for me, for for me to sell my merch, my T-shirts, and my pins and stuff, I couldn't have fathomed doing that. So she just did that kind of stuff. So I mean, that kind of just stuff just means the world to me, and it really is like we're just building so much together. Especially with the chatterbox stuff, she's really become an integral part. And I'm like, well, I guess you know, I'm always like thinking about leaving, but I don't ever want to leave her. I just don't. I'm just, but I'm always like. That's just your nature? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I want to I be with other people, too. But her and I talk about that stuff, too. And, you know, 
we were at a bar the other day and I was like, hey, listen, I want to just keep, I love you. This has been wonderful. I'm going to keep building it. And she's like, I was like, you know, and if I have sex with other people, we'll figure that out too. And she's like, okay. She's like, yeah. She's, she knows. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, this is me. It's not like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be with someone like me because of how I am. But she likes, she, I don't know if she necessarily likes that part about me, but that kind of thing is it's not just about women. The way I'm open like that is that's how I am at life. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, yeah, it does. I, I feel kind of bad because she's. I mean, as long as you guys are like up front and on the level about stuff and it's not like su- surprise. It wouldn't be a surprise. Whenever, whenever it happens, it, it'll, I don't know. You know, we go back and forth on it. It's this like don't, don't ask, don't tell thing. Because uh-huh. part of her is like she's always said like just go have. Just I don't care what you do, like don't be emotional about it. And I've always been like, okay, that's but, easier said than done, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even the kind of guy where I'm like, yeah, let's fuck. I'm not that. I, <laughs> I wanna, I would like, I, I'm, I would like you as a person. I just can't do it. You know, there's been girls at at the bar. There's, you know, there was, there's a woman. I shouldn't say girl. There's a woman at the bar who was coming around, and then um, when Julie and I got together. We got back together like two weeks later she came up to me and she's like a beautiful like woman who's like 33 and she has a kid and i didn't think she she's like quiet and she's and she was like oh she's like why'd you get back with her she's like i really wanted i wanted us to hook up and i was like well, why'd you fucking tell me now and uh she still like comes around and one time she was there and then in the back of my head, I was always like, mm, "Well, maybe I could do something with this woman." And and all this time too, I, I, all this time too, you got to understand, I'm not like Julie and I talk about it all the time, and also I'm not like trying to like get over on anyone, on this woman or on Julia. Sure, sure. And then if I were to do something like that, I would understand that there's a potential I could really hurt Julia, and uh-huh. I don't want to do that either. So it's never like I'm I'm just not trying to, but I mean I'm just. I, I don't, you know, I don't know what to say about any of that. But anyways, I one night that woman came in and she started talking to me about her daughter and, uh, you know, these other things. And then I was like starting to care about her in a way. And I was like, uh, we could never do anything because mm-hmm. I would care about you mm-hmm. and that would fuck up a bunch of things. Right. So I, I don't know what to do with all these things. Again, you know, as per usual with all this polyamory bullshit, I don't know if it's something wrong with me or if it's part of growing up that you have to just tame this dumb thing and just forget about everything or if this is something that I really love about myself and something that, I, you know, I should explore. I don't know. Well, I'm happy to be along for the ride. Yeah, I know. You're not fucking like that. But <laughs> speaking of along for a ride, this, this oh fucking... Oh, my God. It is the perfect segue. Yeah, I know. This dumb... <laughs> Dumb cunt. No, you know what's so funny is... No, sorry, I said the C word, guys. You can say the C word about yourself. (laughs) Here's a funny thing, uh, and then we're going to get to that right now. But I recorded the... I had a a 7 o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show. And um, the 10 o'clock show, I really liked it a lot, but I said... I said bitch like two or three times Mm -hmm. in places that I don't normally do it, but it was funny still too. But I was just like, man, I don't want to have me saying the B word like on my CD. Mm -hmm. Cause even if it was funny in that room and even if I could pull it off, it's just like, I don't like saying that word. It, when it comes out of me now, it like bothers me to say it. So, you know, I I was like, I couldn't do that. But this bitch right here (laughs) just just crashed her fucking uh, boyfriend's nice car before she got to the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where was it? What streets? So Steve lives in this clusterfuck of a neighborhood and there's nowhere to park. 
Am I right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't tell me that I have access to the fucking well, parking underneath the apartment. You're the one who's writing fucking articles about not driving anymore. I didn't know that you were driving. I thought you were taking I, a I'm just, And you live down the street, so. I don't live that close. Wade is in Austin visiting his family. Okay. And so I, I've actually not just been driving his car the whole time he's been gone. It's not like that's the thing. I've, I've been taking the metro mostly, but when I have like things where I have to like go, you know, a little ways away or off the metro line, I have been driving his car a couple times. Anyway, I'm so careful. I don't go on my phone, even though the temptation is so real. I think we all know that. (laughs) And I'm like trying to be on my best driving behavior. And still, but it's, it's like one of the, it's like an Audi Q7. I, I think, am I saying that right? I don't don't know. know. I don't know cars, but I've heard this enough. I'm a fucking loser. Yeah. I don't drive. (laughs) Anyway, it's high. It's a big ass SUV. Okay. And so I didn't see this car that was also that was trying to turn right and then I was like considering turning right and I just nicked him I just fucking nicked him and I had to call my boyfriend and say sorry and he was very nice about it he was so too nice and she see here's the thing with this is Courtney's poor so she's not (laughs) he's gonna have to pay for the deductible too I hope it's not more than 500 bucks but you don't have a spare thousand bucks right I mean, I would try to pay him back, but yeah. it's just like I no, I don't have that spare money. Any and and any extra money that I have, I'm like trying to reinvest in my career, and he knows that. And I don't think like he would honestly be like, no, don't have this short made or don't, you know, yeah, get this edited or you know whatever. So, well, you know, these things just happen. He, it sounds like he was very sweet about it, so that's good up on you, Wade. But, you know, you can't. it doesn't seem like you feel too torn up about it anymore anyway. What are you supposed to do? I think it's the older you get, you realize, like, this is why people have insurance. That's what a, that's what a parent would say. This is why we have insurance. It's for this kind of dumb shit. No, I know. It makes me glad, like, I'm not driving on an all-the-time basis. And it also makes me... It's not like I'm using his car that much. It's just whatever. Driving's a fucking gamble. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I hate it. Driving up to the tour, I would I would definitely take turns driving because we drove to SF and then from SF to Portland is a 10-hour drive, so we would switch off. But the whole time, I'm just like, ever since I got on all those accidents, I just am like, this is fucking dangerous to drive. It is. And you don't like know what state of mind anybody else is in or if they're tired or drunk or anything or just not paying attention or if they're in a high SUV and they may want to go right so they just fucking nick you. You don't know. I I also yeah. Uh oh I have exciting news. Okay. Um my LA Affairs piece is gonna be out this weekend. This weekend it's coming out? Yeah. About not uh, driving. No, about getting pulled over for that cell phone ticket. It's like a ticket for my self-esteem. I've heard the story. You guys, if you're Reality Bites listeners, you've heard the story too. But the story you sent me was about not driving. So that was Oh, that's coming out on Monday. Okay. So the not driving one's coming out on Monday. And the other one's coming out on Monday. Is that on the LA Times? Uh, No, it's not. It's like on this blog called (laughs) I'mMovingToLA.com. Okay. So that one and then you're getting your... Yeah, you're published. It's great. Good for you. Right before Christmas? Oh, yeah. It's not like my first rodeo. We know. know. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. In Danger and Eggs. Yeah. Which you guys should totally watch, especially if you have kids in your life. 
uh, was nominated for a Critics' Choice Award for Best Animated Series. How dope is that? That's amazing. So this is this make, means that you guys could get picked up for a second season, maybe, right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, Amazon's a fucking mess right now. Nobody knows what's going on over there. Yeah. No, that's for real. But but the show uh, is getting some accolades, so that's cool. You just spend so many weeks feeling like total trash about what you've what you're accomplishing, and then like one week where you're like, ah, this is not so bad. Yeah, absolutely, I completely understand that. I just recorded my fucking album, and I still haven't celebrated. I don't give a shit. Although I do think once I have it in my hand, just like is that that thing you're doing for the LA Times? That's gonna be in the printed thing too, yeah, huh? Yeah, that's I love cool. prints, dope. Yeah, but really, they for they force you to like just like take all of the. I mean, it's just what winds up on the page in print is pure utility. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. It's just like there's, it's watered down as base as like... We don't have room for that extra metaphor. Yeah. They're not going to be like... You're not, <laughs> you're not going to read this story and be like, wow, this Courtney is a great writer. It's not going to come across... They could be like, like structurally, <laughs> she's a great writer. Structurally, sound. <laughs> I mean, that's what I look for in my writers. Man, structurally, this person is really knocking it out of the park. Uh, we, we had a great time today. Uh, you had never met Alex before, had you? No. Now yeah. I think maybe I'll get lunch with her. Oh, yeah. No, she's a, I love her. She's one of my, my good friends. She's very sweet. Um, and she hosts this hit podcast you guys are going to hear called uh, Swipe Out. Swipe Out. It's so good. I binged it. I'd heard before, but um, binged just the whole thing uh in chronological order and it was delightful the episodes are like the perfect length they're like cap out at like 30 minutes so you can you really feel like you can make some headway and you get to follow her on her journey where she i mean spoiler alert but she finds somebody (laughs) don't worry we talk a lot about that we talk about cat person if you're into that courtney hadn't read it but me and alex talk about it a lot uh, we talk about male-female relationship stuff, sex stuff. Alex really loves talking about that kind of shit. But uh, we get grimy a little bit, but uh, you guys like that stuff, don't you? Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. So uh, without further ado... Uh, Let's get into it. Oh, I, I talk about fe- how masturbation looks really like... Whatever, I don't want to ruin it for you guys. <laughs> are we going to record one next week, or are we going to just let them take a week off for for Christmas? Do we know? You, no, we have to record. All right, see that? So even when you're on a Christmas break, we're going to be fucking slogging away here in Koreatown or whatever this place is. So put on your fucking earbuds. Ignore your family. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. Uh, without further ado, here's Alex uh, McAlpine. Hey, guys. We are here with Alex McAlpine. Did I do it right? You did it right. Yes! Yeah, when I first met uh, Al, uh, yeah, she's what, she's real. I thought it was like cute, like tried. She was trying to be cute with the A L I X thing, but like that's the how the French do it, I guess. If you met my mother, she'd is, be she, furious. is she pure French? She's pure French, but she married a Texan. Pure Brent? <laughs> she married a Texan, so I have this name that's like hard for Americans in the front half and hard for French people in the second half. Uh, Thank God for McDonald's because people, uh, MC in French like does not make sense. But, uh, oh, so it's a McAlpine in French, Alix McAlpine or like Alix McAlpine, which is an awkward name. How, the sounds, hell, how did they meet? New York City, baby. Oh yeah? What was your mom doing there? She worked in fashion at oh, Cacherelle, this man. French label, and my dad was a musician slash florist. Real 70s, real long hair, 
pairing. Somebody on your podcast thought you were a florist. Maybe it's hereditary. Oh, was it Gabe? No, know. it was one of oh, your no. first episodes, oh right? Somebody thought you no, were a florist. It was, yeah, some... Just because you like put flowers in a vase. Oh, <laughs> that way they have a follow up with that guy. Well, she's a, you know, I don't know if you said it, but she's the host of uh, the hit podcast. We don't know what's going to happen in the second out. season. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen in the second season. Uh, if you guys don't know what Swipe Out is, it was written up in Rolling Stone. No big deal. But uh, mo- more importantly, it was Alex's uh, try. She, she wanted to be set up with people. And so she, in the podcast, she talks to couples and they give her advice about what makes a healthy, fun, good relationship. And then she also goes on a bunch of dates. But what happens to a hit podcast when that person falls in love? Cliffhanger. What does happen? Well, we had to shut the podcast down. (laughs) At 18 dates, right? Instead of the original 34 that you wanted to go on? Yeah. So the idea was I had moved to L.A. maybe... Eight months before I started the podcast, before moving to LA, I'd been single for like six months. And after like a five year long relationship, which was like not very sexual, not very affectionate, we were just like tight roommates. So I kind of had like no idea how to deal with male attention. In the middle, I'd kind of dated in New York and then I had gotten like really gassed up by someone I met on Twitter Mm. who, when I moved to LA, found out that he had been dating like 10 women, like comically bad turn of events. He had dumped me, so it was over. But then when I moved here, people were like, oh, I know about you and blah, blah, blah. Like, very weird stuff happened. Like a little mini Twitter celeb? Yeah, like a mini Twitter celeb who um, found out very quickly that I was talking about him to a lot of people. And he was like, you're spreading rumors, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a lot of people came to me and they were like, oh, I had the same thing. He was just, I think in his mind, he thought he was a player, but he was really like a manipulator. It was like very... Ended up being like a mind fuck because I had been single for a little. It was like I called it baby's first fuck boy, but it was like someone I'd been friends with, sort of, you know, like a Twitter friend. Let me and ask you. Let me ask you a question about this particular thing. Did did you guys ever have any talk about being in a committed like thing? No. Okay. Wait. Do you know who the person is? Yes. Okay. And you'll know who it is after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But so that's the thing. I just was like so taken aback by like all the attention, like he loved my body and like all the stuff that I was like, I just fell into this like very standard. Now I realize like fuck boy tactic. He also like bought me shit all the time. Not all the time. That's but he bought not me a shit a couple boy tactic. But he, <laughs> he bought me shit. And beyond. <laughs> so having dated like only schlubs I was like oh it's real he wouldn't do this for me and then like it very quickly fell apart I could like he was like off Twitter then got back on Twitter and I was like oh I think I know what's going on so he like formally broke up with me but then would like kind of bully me like I worked at BuzzFeed for a long time and so while we were still talking before I moved to LA I worked at BuzzFeed and I appeared in a video and I sent it to him I was like really excited about it and he was like oh by the way I watched that video you look like a real twat like he (gasps) would neg me i would like tweet stuff about like loving my friendship with women on twitter and he would comment like so what which is how i found out about him and like some other random media girl from new york because someone like dm me was like hey what's up with this dude like he's dating my coworker, and i was like oh so that's like when i really started to unravel but anyway I think he was single for the first time in a long time, too, and was kind of, like, testing out, like, Mm -hmm. things with women. So I don't think he was, like, predatory or evil. I think he's very opportunistic and thought he was being, like, charming and 
getting laid, but really it was like very psychologically like damaging. So I moved to LA, Mm -hmm. didn't date for eight months because I realized I was like still fucked, like obsessed about this thing that I had had with this guy. And so I was like, how am I going to date again? What if I made a podcast? (laughs) Oh my God. That's how this podcast started as well. Really? (laughs) Yes. Like almost exactly. That's crazy. Same strung out on this idiot, idiot guy, not idiot, just like not what I wanted. Yeah. Not like forthcoming. Like I wanted. not even like, uh, he was playing. Well, he was in certain ways, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, this guy that wasn't right. And I was like trying to get over it and trying to like you, you're like, in the podcast going through and trying to pick out qualities in these Mm -hmm. guys that you want ultimately in your partner, which I think you found, right? Yeah. The thing was like, I dated someone for five years that I knew wasn't right. And then I fell for this guy that was like, wait, this uh, five year thing. Let me go back. How, how quickly did you realize it wasn't right? I think we were, so we were 26 when we started dating. And so it was like, we knew we weren't going to get married. So it was just a question of like, when are we going to pull the cord on this? And we had a very comfortable life. And I think it. You knew you weren't going to get married. So you wanted to be married. That's something you want. No, but we just knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. We hadn't even like discussed. It was just like understood. At the beginning? Maybe like a year in. <laughs> I don't remember. But still, I, I mean, was in my 20s. Under a I think you're just like not thinking of that as a priority at that time. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter if you haven't identified it as a yes. And yeah. why, why did you what what was going on in that relationship where you knew you weren't going to end up? together? We had like zero sex. That's right. It. Almost right away. Almost right away. And people were like, how did you guys start dating? But we. I love him. Like, we still talk, not a lot, but we're like, I'll run into him when I go to New York, and I'm, like, a big fan of his. I'm friends with all his friends still, but, like, we just had zero chemistry, and he, like, didn't take feedback in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just, like, he wasn't doing anything I liked, so I just kind of, like, iced him out. Like, I don't think I initiated or he initiated he like didn't like kissing it was very strange Ah. i think he's been with someone now like for like a year and a half so i think he like figured out or she figured out how to like approach it but he had like a really big uncut dick so it was like this like no foreplay and then like a sweet potato jammed into my pussy and so it was like not chill i was like this sucks i cut it out and he like didn't I just don't remember him coming at all, ever. You don't really? remember him coming? No. Was he on antidepressants or something? He smoked a lot of weed, and I think we were both, we went, I mean, we were together for so long, I think we went through phases of being depressed, but I also just, like, didn't, re- I had been sleeping with a lot of people up until that point, so I was like, oh, someone with a lower sex drive, it's entertaining, and then, like, five <laughs> years in, I was like, we fucked, like, three times in three years, like, it was crazy, because I, he was, like, a, Oh, so many things. He was a silent fucker, like no feedback. Uh. So I never felt like excited to like go down on him or something because I just felt like I was doing a bad job all around. And then when he would like, he would never go down on me. He would just try to like porn fuck me. I think we were just young and didn't know. But like what, I mean, that's, that's an extreme amount of not having sex, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Th- how, do you talk about it? Would you talk about the fact that you weren't having sex? I think I would like joke about it. I would be like, never fuck me. No, I was like angry about it. Mm. But I also realized I should have probably like gone to therapy. I'm like, oh, in retrospect, I just realized I like just didn't feel 
we were like not I don't I didn't feel like feel like he was attracted to me so I think it was just like mm. I felt kind of invisible and I think it probably internalized and kind of my sex drive ended up like shutting down kind of entirely I totally get that so this person the like person that I ended up quote-unquote dating had given me so much sexual attention that that's what was like really intoxicating and so when he pulled out um of the relationship and then started like attacking me. It just was like a complete mind fuck. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's a new relationship energy, energy. So it's like you're on drugs. That's all it is. Yeah. Your Which body, I hadn't experienced like in so long. And yeah. the last time I had, I was in my mid twenties where like dudes didn't know how to like lavish women about their sexuality and stuff. It was just kind of like, I felt like I was this fat girl. And then this guy was like, you're hot. You should probably gain weight. Like I want you to sit on my face. And I was like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> sounds like a good time. Um, so yeah, so I, I built this podcast to try to figure out how I could like date people that purposefully. So mm-hmm. not just like, oh, this guy likes me. I'll date him for five years. And like this guy pays, you know, I just felt like I was falling into stuff without any consideration for myself or my needs. So I decided to make a list like people in LA were telling me to do. And then 12 were people telling you to do that? People were like, you got to make a list to manifest. You're oh like, my God, LA, I love it. It happened to me like three times in one visit here. And I was like, oh my God, the magic list. It's, I guess it's an Oprah thing. Is it? It's like, you I think it's just this? about being You're like supposed to make lists, I think. But I didn't realize you were single for such a little bit amount of time. Yeah, I had been single. I broke up my New York boyfriend. I broke up in 2015. Yeah, so you only seen him for maybe like 13 or 14 months. When when I met the the LA dude that I had been single for like 4 months. Yeah, so you haven't you didn't really even through the dating and stuff, you haven't been single that long from your last no. boyfriend to your current boyfriend. No, but I took such a long break. Also, I took yeah. like an 8-month break when I moved here. And then I met Gabe 5 months after I started dating. So yeah, it was just like a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing. But when you date a lot, it's efficient. I mean, the odds are in your favor if you're going on like dozens of dates. Mm -hmm. They're going to work out. Yeah. Eventually, something will. I don't know. It it really, I thought I was going to get, I really was like, I'm not going to meet someone. This is like very self-indulgent. Like the podcast was fun. It was challenging. It was a lot of work, by the way. Podcasting is hard. (laughs) But um, I, yeah, I went on 12 dates and then I like, refuse to believe that we're connecting because I also like I mean if you listen to the whole season like Mm -hmm. I liked pretty much half of the dudes I was like I like him like Connor Allen's friend that I thought was like fantastic and worldly and uh he ended up bringing a date to what I thought was a date like oh my (laughs) god did I miss this one that was on the podcast um I took him to mixtape one of our friends like comedy shows that he produces and I was like, oh, yeah, meet me there. It'll be so fun. We had, like, gotten drunk at brunch. I thought I was like, I'm going to pull this off. And then he showed up with an, a woman. Like, he was on a date. So he didn't realize it was a date. No, but I also, I don't know. I just, once I, like, found people that I kind of liked, it was so, like, exciting. So when I met Gabe, who's now my boyfriend, I... I liked him and we connected, but I kept going on dates because I'm like, I know I get along with people. I get excited easily. Like I'm committed to the craft. So it's like, and I okay. really was like the con- like it was really starting to take off. And I had people lined up. I had people lined up. I was going to go to New York and go on dates there. And I was going to go on a date with this guy 
um, that I had a crush on here, he had agreed to go on a date with me and asked him out when I was really drunk in the Instagram DMs. And we were going to do um, paddle boats in Echo Park. Mm. And then when I came back from this vacation, I had been talking to Gabe the whole time. And then it was too hot for paddle boats. And then I was just like, <laughs> I can't go on a date with you. I like really like this other dude. That's what made it hard. So like probably a month or so into release, like when the podcast had been out into the universe, I like really kind of started falling for Wade, who's my boyfriend now. And it got to be, I mean, obviously there's so much other stuff to explore with once you're in a relationship and stuff like that. But there was this weird thing when I was still dating other people and like deciding like what to talk about and just like your feelings are activated in a new way it just makes it like messy yeah i think he was cool with it i told him about all the dates and i I went to new york for like three i went to new york and portland for three weeks and i was in portland and he was like gone on any good dates he texted me and i was like Uh oh don't make it weird and i was like oh i gotta stop doing this was he asking that to be a jerk or to be funny i think he thought it was funny but i was like you sound you're being a dork right and now. also fair enough that yeah you i would want this person out if i was like if i had feelings for a guy who like was going on dates with other people i'd be like what the fuck's going on yeah it was weird but so now the thing that happened is that the podcast kind of started like picking up steam um towards the end and i had to shut it down and i kind of was like we'll be back in 2018 like who knows what's gonna happen but so i occasionally get dms from uh like awesome people and mostly like young women in the middle of the country were like i'm so excited about you and gabe like we love gabe and it's so cute and i'm like fuck what am i gonna do because gabe's like an introvert steve's met him a couple times like I can't make like a reality show of our relationship and I don't want to. So I'm trying to figure out what to do for season two because there's now like a legitimate listenership and people who are interested and and kind of, I don't think the format's then should, but the seeing people kind of go through this thing, which you went through as well, like following the same person on a lot of dates, which there are other podcasts that do this. Do you have a friend to make a project out of? Well, what I did, uh, I asked people to submit like... Uh-huh. Hit me up I saw f- that. So 30 people responded, which is cool. But now I'm like overwhelmed because I'm like, I want all of them to have an episode, but I don't want to produce like 60 episodes of a podcast because I was like, okay, I'll go have everyone go on three dates and we'll do this. So the way I'm looking at it now, I had my like co-host Chris kind of pick his favorites. So I want to do it in chunks. There are a lot of women from L.A. who are in the same situation I was in, like in their 30s, uh-huh. single for the first time or like just don't know how to date. And they want kind of some guidance or like someone to follow them along on this like very like awkward, clumsy adventure, which is dating in your 30s. I want to do like an L.A. pocket. Then there are people like there's a woman in Kenya that wants to do it. There's a what? woman in Paris. There's someone who's like lives in LA now, but is going to work in South Asia. So I'm like, I got to do an international run. And then there are a lot, not a lot of people, but there are like five or six women that just start dating who are like 21, 22. And I think that's really interesting too. Just like, I don't think I dated in my early twenties. I just like went home drunk with dudes and Uh then like try to get them to fuck me again. And they didn't. And that was it. (laughs) Or you just like wound up fucking someone and then all of a sudden you were in a relationship and you were like, Oh my God, we didn't really think about this. Yeah. (laughs) Or there'd be like, I don't want a relationship. And then I'd be like, come on. 
I remember dating someone who like very much only wanted to like see me on Fridays and I like he didn't have a phone he was like a graffiti artist and I just liked him so much and he one time I cried because he wouldn't come home with me and he was like oh I guess like I was 25 really like (laughs) so needy it worked no (laughs) so so Gabe you wound up deciding like he had so many qualities that you liked you couldn't even really like name them all well but, no, that, but that's, what, what, that's what i you know we haven't really ever talked about this before but i mean i don't think you ever i mean does he have all these qualities that you like or uh, can people write a list and the person matches up you would have never matched up looked at gabe and said oh yeah this is the, the guy for me because you guys yeah. it actually took a while for you to figure it out um i think he has a lot of qualities she was sprung. <laughs> she, she was sprung. I love also your obsession with farting on your podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> she loves this when she tweets about stuff too. I don't need that things, stuff. What the first time we had sex, he I fr- I was like, I'm gonna go fart now. I said something oh awkward and he was like, Babe, he's he's very like he's from Rancho Cucamonga, he's very like SoCal relaxed. I think he's like that Cal Mooney. Uh-huh. So the, yeah. like he's like, Babe. If you want to fart, I think you should do it. It's not healthy to hold it in. And I was like, <laughs> it's weird that I'm going to have to ask you to marry me now. And it was like our fifth date. So, um, do you, you don't fart in front of Wade yet, right? I've done it one time. Oh no. I think I, I, my relationship, the five year relationship in New York was so gross. It was like farting. He pooped with the door open. Like it was like balls <laughs> out. It was bad. We didn't fuck. Yeah. Like I was like, no farting. Um, we're, we're now at the point six months in where we're like acknowledge i'll like be like my stomach hurts but i'm really trying i don't want him to smell it like <laughs> oh no i know it was only it's so unpredictable it was just a little what do you do i mean you and wade live together what do you do about when you have to take a dump i don't poop you guys <laughs> oh, I call it having a party. Can I go have a party? No, I... Uh, I mean, it's it has to smell at some point, right? We are big fans of matches. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I know. You know, I live with Julia, and then, so I'll be, you know, I'll smell some sulfur. I'll be like, oh, what's going on over here? It's a oh. funny little joke, but we, we also... I feel like he's getting a little bit more lax, but I'm, like, very conscious of, like, I don't want to be gross in front of him. Like, you that's not... keep the romance alive. Yeah. I think that's how women are, but Gabe farts in front of you all the time, right? No. Oh, yeah? No, oh, he Like, he'll go into another room, and I'm like, is there a frog in there? Like, I'll hear <laughs> it. Are you kidding me? I'm farting, like, all the time. I mean, if I have to fart... And I... She doesn't do it, mind you, but I want that for her, too. It's like, dude, if we're living together, spending all this time together, I don't want you to hurt... You can never put too much faith in a fart, though. Like, I, I recently What's was that? on... <laughs> faith in a fart? What are you... <laughs> Don't put too much faith in a fart. I recently was on stomach meds and pooped my pants at work because I put too much faith in a fart. <laughs> 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 I didn't poop my pants. I Sharted. shit my panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you had to go throw them away in the trash can. Well, right? I was texting my, my best friends. I was like, I just went to the bathroom. There was poop on my panties. Didn't even know when he got oh there. I think God. it's when I farted. I'm on this new medication. And they were like, you have to throw them away. And I was like, but I'm wearing a dress. Like, everyone's going to see my pussy. Like, <laughs> like, what if there's a breeze? So I washed them. And then, thankfully, oh I had a gym bag. With me at work that had a pair of clean panties. I always carry extra panties. That's a sad Especially if you're trip. a disgusting human. <laughs> no. Uh, we have a dog who's a great... Wade loves to blame oh. it on the dog. You had to have a dog. We had a discussion recently about cat. We have cats. And like, 
do cats fart? And apparently we came to the realization that cats do fart, but they have no butt cheeks, so it can never make a sound. Oh. It's just a puff of air. This yeah, is- it, just, it just doesn't seem healthy. Although, you know I, know, I hear people talk about keeping the romance alive and some things private. I, and I'm like just, I just, you know what I talk about all the time. Like, if yeah, I me, execute what the, I talk yeah, about, it's As much as you over. talk about too, yeah, you're, you seem gross. So your farts are probably very smelly. <laughs> And, Cheesy, and Frenchy, <laughs> musk, musk. <laughs> they have a. It's pure truffle. Wait, but ah! so to answer your question about the the qualities, um, I think I was more charm. Like there was this like unpinnable like connection between us. But uh-huh. I have always wanted to date an artist. <laughs> like I love the like my last boyfriend had gone to art school and I like bought him this like drawing desk and he never. Drew, so I'm so excited that I'm dating an artist. All his art school debt. I love all of it. And was he your best first date? Um, I had a, some good first dates, but I realized daytime dates were like a uh-huh. plus because I went on a daytime, daytime date with him and then two more after that, one in New York, one in Portland, and they're so much better. Yeah. And Why no, do you think so? Why? Because you're not drunk and like, because there's not... The like question, there's not the automatic question of, are we going to fuck after this? Like uh-huh. the next move after a day date is not immediately bad. You might go to like dinner. Like if it goes well, you could keep going or you part ways, which is what we did. We like had a six hour date, but then we like parted ways and there's not that like sexual tension or I don't know. It was just so much more pleasant and just not being at a loud bar, which I think is unpleasant. Like we had an activity. Uh-huh. We went and and saw an art show and like, kind of like, quietly like drove around together. Like we just got to be around each other without like something, without feeling like we needed to fill the silence. It was like very nice. Yeah, dating is so terrible. Like I can't believe you you're like looking at this person like oh my god are they gonna be the person I'm with forever? That's so much to put. On somebody? I don't think about. I don't think about the future. That's which is a problem. I like don't I've really never, not yeah. at all. Which people have used against have weaponized. They're like, you're not a planner. You say it yourself because, yeah, we. I've like never thought about children. I'm like, maybe I want some eventually. I like the. I always see myself as being alone later. Like my ultimate fantasy <laughs> is being a rich old lady living in the Upper West Side of New York. I want to like be really small and wear a Chanel suit someday, <laughs> fifty years or whatever. But I haven't really thought about the in between and like having a partner. And I think it's because of my parents, the French and Texas thing. Like one person was always unhappy in the other place. Oh, really? Did and they get divorced? No, they're still together. But I know my mom hated Texas, and my dad felt they live in France now. But my dad in Paris in his forties when we first lived there just felt like a fish out of water. Uh-huh. And I think like, I don't love compromise. I just want to do what I want to do. So I never thought about like what it would be like to have a partner. Interesting. And so, but is that changed now? I think, I think da- uh, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> you guy. I think Dave's the first person I've dated. Uh, Dave's the first person don't I've tell dated. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to listen to this. Um, I think he's the first person I've dated that I'm like, Oh, I could like marry him. I don't want to have like a wedding, but I could like commit to this person. He's great. It's good, a good family. They're nice. But then I'm like trapped by love in LA, which I'm like not crazy about. But I think he would like try something else out. Sure. I mean, he's an artist. He seems open to that kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. He'd be down to live in New York. I don't know. I don't know if 
I, I loved that you're like the thing that you found out about him, like the quality that you pegged in him, even though he had all these like undefinable qualities that you also liked was good vibes. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I just like totally related. I, I, there was that same kind of thing that I found in Wade where I was like, I just like, I just to the podcast listeners, I just got into a car accident right before we started (laughs) recording this right outside of Steve's place. And I called and I was driving my boyfriend's car and I called to tell him about it. And he was like, Oh, it's gonna. We'll figure it out when I get back. It's all good. And I was like, "What? I am losing my mind over here. How are you? Just like, I don't know. How dare you be so chill? How dare you be so chill? It's a good quality. Yeah, you need. I mean, I just met you, but people who are like, I'm really high anxiety or like an overachiever. Uh-huh. I like to do You're a lot of things. Pretty chill, though, aren't you, Courtney? But you seem like you have a podcast. You probably do a lot of things. Like someone who anchors you and is like very calm uh-huh. is like good for someone who's like very busy and like yeah always frenetic yeah, yeah. totally well julie is like super laid back i mean I, I i maybe too laid back you have like 18 podcasts yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're the overachiever this is my fourth podcast in two days since i got back that's crazy yeah uh but you know it's with friends so it's it's like we're barely not even working oh hey <laughs> i think um i call gabe the human zanny bar and I'm uh-huh. like, I don't know how I would operate without him. Like, he, I've had a fair share of meltdowns, and I think some men get frazzled by them, or they, like, get, they're like, oh, I can't be around you when uh-huh. you're like this. And he's just like, he knows exactly how to be like, he just tells me to be nice to myself, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Alex is, obviously, she's very beautiful, but after being friends with her for a few weeks, I was like, never in, not in a cold <laughs> day. And is it, it's cause she, I, she's just very neurotic. Yeah, which is funny. I, like, took me a long time to figure that out. About what? That, that you I was, were neurotic? Yeah, I think I was very anxious as a, as a child. <laughs> and my parents maybe didn't realize, and they just thought it was awful, but I was just really anxious. <laughs> I was both. What uh, what was what was uh, what was the worst date you went on in in the project? Do you remember? And swipe out the worst date. Yeah. Um, and was it did anyone being mean or was it just boring? Um, I went on a date that was boring with a guy that was like a ginger, um, oh, I remember like that one. film major. And I Which felt was one of so your rules, bad. right? No oh, film major. I just was like, fuck you guys, okay. Fuck your stupid there, I just have nothing to... You, Steve knows. I'm like not a f- filmophile. Uh, cinephile. cinephile. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time sitting still. And back to being neurotic. But he... I just knew. I was like, oh, fuck. Like right when I got there. And then I let it go for too long and we kissed. And I was like, I want to die now. Like it was just so bad. But the worst, I think, was the guy that ghosted to New York after like mm-hmm. fucking me. The pussy eater? Oh, no. Oh, that guy was bad. Oh, that guy, I have a follow-up. I saw him in the First trailer. First, tell the story, oh, and then Sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah. This the pussy eater. Eat, I forgot about the pussy eater. God, that will play a that mind game on That was his only you. good quality. Yeah. That was the only, which is a good quality, but you should have other stuff. He knew the combo, but <laughs> he had a micropeen. Anyway, the other dude. Oh, well, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. The guys with micropenises are great. They should be great at eating out. Man, it was really amazing. But this other guy, we had met, my friend had swiped on him on Bumble. 
And then had set us up, was like, hey, this is this guy's Instagram. Uh-huh. And so I DM'd him and I was like, hey, my friend thinks we should go on a date. And so we went on a date and it was fine. And then he sent me a dick pic that night. And I was like, this is, he had a crazy dick. It was like, like not good crazy. It was like, whoa, this is a weird dick. But it was really big <laughs> and weird. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, and then he crashed a dinner party I had and ended up spending the night, like staying while I did the dishes. Like we hooked up. And then the next day I went on a trip with my girlfriends and he went on this like all day meditation thing. And then the next day we were driving back from, we were at uh, the Madonna Inn. we were driving back, we were in uh-huh. Solvang and I posted something on Instagram and I looked and I was like, what the fuck? And the dude had just posted a picture of him with a bag, like a bag at Bob Hope airport. And he was like, so long LA, here I come NYC. And I was like, did he just move to New York? <laughs> and he had, but he tried to play some like mind game on me where he was like, I miss you, blah, blah. And we ended up hanging out maybe like three months later, he came to town and he like, we hung out and he was like, can I spend the night? And I was like, no, dude, like I really just want to be friends. This was like pre-Gabe even. And he was like, all right, maybe I'll see you soon. Maybe you'll have lost some of this weight. <gasps> and I was like, whoa. And also I, what weight? I mean, I gained a lot of weight this year. I was she like, was really, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I gained a lot of weight just from moving to LA and like not moving and I was sick for a while. So the next time he kept texting me about how he missed my body. And I was like, uh, you like fat shamed me in person. Like, why did you say that? And we hadn't been drinking. And he was like, oh, I don't remember saying that. And I was like, oh, gaslighting me. He was like, I love your body. But he, it was just mind blowing. So, so weird. Yeah, it was very strange. But because I'd had that bad thing with the LA thing, dude, it just made me feel the same way. I was like, too many compliments too fast. I was like, I know this isn't real. Uh-huh. And so I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, that's like a thing when uh, they, it's called something. Alana would know, but it's when you just bombard people. Just with like gas. No, it's called love bombing. Oh, that's it's what it was. It's called love bombing and it's it. yeah. a narcissistic like tendency and it can happen in friendships too. Yeah, this BT is what dubs. that guy did. Oh, yeah? I, I've never heard about this friendship part of it. Really, huh? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what? Well, I'm just asking you. No, that's, that's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. She's just looking at me in a way like, <laughs> I, like I should know what the fuck she's talking about. Do you about. know that's what happened with that, that woman ha- that it, I used to be friends I, with? I don't know. I mean, but that, if she said, I haven't heard about the friendship part of it, but I guess that makes sense as well, right? It can happen in any kind of that's relationship. That's what happened in that, uh, what's that movie, that uh, the internet movie, the Instagram uh, do you have more information? <laughs> the chick is uh, Aubrey Plaza. Oh yeah, yeah. Ingrid goes west. Yes. So that that's what happened yes. to that movie. Yes, that's like does love- she like fly out for someone? Well, she the movie is about Aubrey Plaza kind of stalking this girl on Instagram, but then the girl the way the girl treats people in L.A. You've got to see this movie because it yeah, is very – it's an L.A. movie. Like very much you'll like recognize people. It's very people like zeitgeisty. That, yeah, yeah. But it's also when I was watching that, I was like, geez, is that me? Or like I, I definitely know people like that the way and they – And also most of us are like most of the characters like in some like consolidated oh. form. Yeah, that's what I mean. But it's also like one of the things that she does, Ingrid – or not Ingrid, but the girl she's obsessed with is she just – gets obsessed with a new friend and it says, Oh, we're sisters now and takes them to the same place. She like dumps them basically. When she figures out they can't do anything for her. Maybe. I mean, you know, that's that is a real thing. I don't know. I mean I've had I Steve knows I've had a hard time with moving to LA and feeling like I've gotten like friend rejected by people or like friends uh-huh. ghosted on me. People have I've had I'm 
have my second meeting with HR tomorrow for a second person at work who like actively hates me at work where it gets in the way of like meetings where I'm like, um, this this is a second person. This is a second person. So either I became awful when I moved to LA or there's something about my disposition or what don't they like about it? I don't know. I've, it's just like passive aggressive attacks, but I've, I had someone in a social setting, like attack, like tell me I was a dangerous person because I said something that was off. Like I get nervous and I talk a lot. I drink, like I'll say, Weird shit. Sometimes people take it the wrong way or they take it the right way. But I, I think what my, kind of weird shit we're sitting here. Like, I, know I my, can't it, imagine my intentions it. are good. And I think that there, I mean, I'm assuming that people know that, but people don't. And I do like to like, I also like to talk shit on the side. So I'm like nice to my friends when I'm like, look at that girl's stupid hair. So I, I think, I don't know. I've had a lot of bad experiences here. A lot being like five where I'm like, in New York, that never happened to me. Either people were like full on just like talk shit behind my back better, but I've been faced with a lot of people like really disliking me and I find it really hard to deal with because mm. not that I'm like expect people to really like me, but I think I like expect back what I give and I try to give a lot of like kindness and positivity and like support to people I know and people I work with. I'm like pretty senior at my job and I try to like encourage people. I like have a meeting that I run that's just about like congratulating people on their projects. Sweet gift. Yeah. yeah. Like, good job. And I just, and she works at Gimby. I really like rub people the wrong way here and it's strange or people are narcissists and like don't, and are so like I think also they're self-contained that they expect things to be an attack when it might be misspeaking. Or their like skin isn't, is so thin do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they can't, like they're like, they can't accept anything other than like, you know. Yeah. I I just think I say stupid shit sometimes and I wish that I, I haven't been given, there are a couple people that, and people I work with that haven't given me an opportunity to like be flawed or like say something stupid and be forgiven for it or given me an opportunity to apologize. And so they just like. I've had people really confront me with being like, we're bad. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I'm like, what? What did I do? I mean, you think, I, I don't know, you're just too forward or too direct or I'm something. Not, though. Have you, you know me. I just, I know, I know you have problems like this and you say you have problems at work and I just don't. Like, like a psychotic people pleaser. Yeah, I just don't, I don't get what the problem but is. But I think if it happens a lot, I'm the problem. Yeah, I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're open to it. I love that you're going to the HR. Did you call the HR meeting? No, I just talked to my, my boss is like, things, things seem awkward. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't think she likes me. And she's like, well, we can't work like this. I just, I'm like, she doesn't oh like me. God. I want to leave her alone. Like, I'm not trying to bother her if she like doesn't like working with me. But I mean, I think. The last time it was, I said something that was misinterpreted and it turned emotional. It's a creative, a creative place. So I think people get kind of emotionally tied to things. I uh-huh. like just, I'm sure I said something really stupid. Yeah, I really. Just to, to pivot a little bit. I was just wondering, cause I haven't talked to anyone surprisingly about this in all the podcasts I've done in the past two days. But did you guys read cat person? Yeah. Did you read it? I read about it. You didn't fucking read Cat Person? I didn't read the whole thing yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cat Person was interesting. I think nobody's acknowledged what it's like to feel obligated to go through it with something. That was the main thing where this woman feels... She's like 20, right? And she's like on a date yeah. with this older guy. She's on a date with an older guy and it goes so far. She's like, well, this sucks. This sucks. It's like me when I, I 
made out with the red hen because I was like, well, fuck, I like uh-huh. got him to walk me home. Like, oops, I took this too far. And you, to a certain degree, like women feel obligated to go through with like sexual uh-huh. encounters that they might not be like totally on board for when they're younger and don't know how to like navigate kind of getting out of things and feel like, well, we got this far. I think the one mistake that they made is the author made the guy fat somehow. They like talk about his physical appearance. And I think that's not necessary. He's so, he's such a dick from the beginning that it's like, you didn't have to make him physically repulsive Mm -hmm. to make him a repulsive person. But I think a lot of people, that's a good note. People had not, been like there hadn't been the f- this kind of experience kind of written in a way that doesn't make the woman look stupid or taken advantage of it's just like fuck this happened like and the, him calling her a whore at the end i was like anybody who's been on tinder like has gotten that it's it's written by a woman obviously mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, I, I thought it was good that they made him uh f- that she was repulsed by him physically too really yeah because i i mean i i don't think it's it doesn't make it um neat or clean but it does make that a woman can be grossed out by a guy being fat yeah but i think i i never hear that i, would, s- I, I mean if we're exploring her inner life i i'm glad to see that because it seems more real to me i just don't but i think then, it, but then if you but then if you're like i don't know i feel like all guys should be able to re- i i it adds some other dimension that's that, like you said, is not required because like you can be a douche or like, yeah, undesirable regardless. He just nagged her a bunch and it like took her on the state, belittled her, like took her to this like, f- um, intellectual movie and he was like, you wouldn't get it or like, to, oh no, he took her to a movie about the Holocaust. It did have some, it was a little heavy handed, which I think made the reality of it's shocking. A lot of people were like, I can't believe how much this article like read me or snatched my wig. Like people were just like, Oh fuck. Like because elements of it were so cartoony, like he's fat and bearded and like 15 years older and she works at a movie theater. She's innocent, like lives in the dorms. And then he's belittling her, like assuming that she wouldn't know about stuff, won't take her to the campus bar. And then he ends up showing like stalking her and texting her and complimenting her and then calling her a whore. Like these are all like elements of that. Everyone can relate to, mm-hmm. even if it's not a fat, disgusting man who took you to the Holocaust movie, <laughs> which is, I would never agree. I never got the impression that she was, I think she was like giving him a chance cause she wasn't initially attracted to the way she looked and she continues to give him a chance throughout the date. I, I can imagine women do that stuff all the time. Yeah. Right? I for just, sure. I mean, reading some, um, yeah. Like a guy wouldn't, that's not a thing a guy would do. I mean, I think. Give a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because of like a physical, something they find they don't, aren't physically attracted to. I, I think that's a very rare thing for a man to be like. I agree. Oh, I'm not attracted to to that part of her physically. So. Let me just but, see this you know, through. Yes. But you know, she seems nice. <laughs> I, that's do a, you think part of it is she wants, she doesn't want to feel shallow. Like she's like, well, I should give him a chance. Like not yeah. be shallow because he's unattractive. Yeah. And I think there is some, I think that women are, are trained to think like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, when we talk like that women are better because they don't have a type or you'll see a beautiful woman with a guy who's not conventionally attractive. It's because they're trained to be that way. 
uh, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I don't know if we can train men to look at women that way. I think that would be pretty cool. I think it's ultimately great because I don't think like if I, if I were judging my relationships based on who is the most attractive, like I would be fucked. Yeah. But, and Wade's very attractive. I'm just saying, like... Well, I don't know about that one, Wade. That was a good save, though. <laughs> that was a good save. No, I'm just saying... <laughs> it, I'm saying it has nothing to... And prior to the people that I dated, you know, people that I dated prior to Wade... She like, has, she's, she's got one ugly boyfriend, and she always brings him up like she's a fucking saint. Okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, feel, I don't know. I think, like, love is a powerful drug. Like, I feel like I've I've... Dated people that I didn't think were like, they were like off type. And once I fell for them, I was mm-hmm. like, I look at Doesn't them and it's just like matter. they morph into this god. Like we're in bed and I'm like, the sun is shining. I'm just like, oh, this is the most attractive man I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, actually, was a, speaking of love being a powerful drug, one time Gabe did fart in the bedroom when I was like in the bathroom. I went to shower and I came back and I was like, did you fart? And I was like, <laughs> kind of smells good. Oh, and I was just like, oh, you got it bad. Well, that's what I, I was mean. like. Oh, love is crazy. Well, that's what that's what I mean too. That's that's a good thing I think that women do and that men don't do that often. So I think that's when she when she sees that oh he's he's taking off his clothes and he she's looking at his fat stomach or something like that. But she does keep giving him chances. So I think that's a nice thing that you see the character wasn't attracted to him physically but kept giving him chances. It's, it's uh, to me, funny the, to me that you're locking into the physical thing where his behavior was so repulsive. Of course, and that's enough to be repulsed by. But I do like that the the writer made her a whole enough person to say that. Oh, even though she was he was a jerk, but he was nice. And then she wasn't that physically attracted to him. But then he was nice, and she liked this about him. I like that it kept going back and yeah. forth and all that kind of I stuff. I think that's really that that's really real. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what yeah. happens. I think when you're starting to date somebody. I don't, but yeah, that is a real shitty thing about guys where guys, I can't think of a guy who is like that, uh-uh. where they're like, uh-uh. well, there's this thing I don't like about her, but you know, she's, you know, really this way. I mean, I, I'd, I like to think the older I get, the more I am that way. Cause I do like all types of girls, but I have male friends that I think would sacrifice everything about someone's personality to, <laughs> to meet their like physical standards. Really? Which is so sad. And there are people that I like, but I just think. (laughs) I mean, sex God, what do you think? Yeah. About what? I mean, you You like them all. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, there is a certain, um, there is a certain pressure put on men, um, that whatever they're with is direct reflect. That's a, there's a value when you Uh look at a man and if he's with someone beautiful, Oh, then this guy must mean something. I know this all sounds shallow or whatever, but I do think that's a thing that happens. That That, that's a thing that happens in society beyond the just trophy scenario. Uh, yeah, I think when I, and you know what, we've talked about this before and I, I don't think it's right that I think this way. I'm, I'm starting to think this way less and less, but you always think like, we're uh, we're a herd animal, you know. We're monkeys, so mm-hmm. there's all these things where we very much think about wh- how we're perceived by our fellow monkeys, and that's a way that you go. Oh, you're with the most beautiful monkey. Oh, that means you mean something. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't anything that I'm like, you know, proud about or anything like that. And I, re- I've had like all my girlfriends look. This is a Julia Loken joke where she goes, all of his girlfriend ex, all of his ex girlfriends look different, so every woman's a threat. So I don't like. I don't think that I have a type or anything, but 
It's really funny. Yeah, I don't. I've. Yeah, I'm the wrong guy because I think even like ugly chicks are beautiful. Like my type is like just. You just complimented me like 20 minutes ago. So (laughs) (laughs) take that nugget and simmer on it for a while. (laughs) I just think women are physically. It's not a big deal. Like I like the way they all look. So that's why I'm a bad judge about this kind of stuff. There is something I. It feels different to be with someone who think that I think like is really into me physically. I think I've dated a lot of people who haven't been very complimentary or who's like interested in me. I've questioned, which in retrospect, I'm like, why did I do this to myself? But being with someone who like really adores me and compliments me is like intoxicating. Yeah. I would. Is yeah, that the I, way it's supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, who are these guys? You're like very attractive. I don't know what the um, deal is. Oh, they're bad boys. Yeah, whenever I've said stuff to you too, I'm like, well, I mean, you're beautiful, and because I'll say kind of mean things to you too, but I don't. But sometimes you're like, oh, I forgot how pretty you are, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're beautiful, so I, I don't have any. Yeah, I don't have ugly women friends. That's that's actually where I'm very strict with looks. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, you you should read the cat person story. Yeah, it's really good. I've it's had really several well conversations about it without having read it, so I feel like it's I quick. kind of have yeah. already. It, it's a great piece <laughs> of writing. It's funny. It hit on, I think, Sunday morning. And uh, yeah, you clicked on it on Twitter, and then I'm like, wow, this is good. I like just kept reading it. And then I see when I close it up that there's already, it's just starting to hit everywhere, like all these responses. Early doctor. Yeah. But it also does. sounds like, like you said, Every woman's experience, or like every woman has had that kind of experience. Do guys just literally not know that sometimes we're just doing shit to be nice? Well, I think in the past, you know, year, two years, I, I keep saying this, you know, I, you listeners of the podcast know, but hashtag yes, all women, hashtag all this stuff. No, we just don't know. Like, we just didn't know. That's so, such an entitlement. That's such a huge entitlement to just realize, cool. yeah, it must be cool. Well, it, it's <laughs> just, just we, we don't think like that. That's what I'm saying about even the attraction stuff is we don't think the way you guys fucking think about giving people. It is entitlement. It is like where you're like, you know what? I'm gonna, Well, you said this earlier about your own life. You said, I want to live wherever the fuck I want to live. Uh, that's what you said, Al. Most women don't think that way. Like, well, I'm not going to get married if that means I have to. I can't move. That's a man way to think, yes. traditionally. I think like that. I think like the fucking work I want to do is in L.A., so I'm going to stay here. Yeah, so exactly. if you don't want to live here. Yeah, well, and I think that way, too. But I, that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about that. Men go after what they want. They don't think about like a like wreckage. They don't think about the wreckage they're doing. Like the guy in the story is thirty four years old, and he asked this twenty year old on a date, and he doesn't understand that even if they got along, he's really fucking up her life uh-huh. because he's so much older, and he's gonna like make her have the same values as him. That's like a fucked up thing to do to a 20 year old. Uh-huh. But I mean, I, when I was 34, you know, I'm 39 now, but five or six years ago, if I would have met, you know, a 22 year old, I wouldn't have thought anything of it, but that's just what I've gathered now from talking to women and listening to women and think like, oh, I should let this woman kind of figure out what is important to her before I put my own values on her. I mean, I didn't realize it like figure that out or think that it was important for me to figure it out till I was like in my thirties. Uh-huh. That's what I mean. It but, takes a long time to like real like value yourself unless you're brought up by people who are like really good at like reinforcing that. I think I I was like brought up I say that I was brought up by my friends in New York who are like feminists and very smart and I think they shaped my independence as much as my parents did. Like 
I and just think 20-year-olds are not adults And all. think about women, like, we're actually pretty, you know, we've, like, got these creative endeavors that we're kind of pursuing and, like are able to be around other people that inspire, just like your friends that like inspire those values in you. But what if you didn't even have, have that? I think most women are like kind of shot before they even get started. That's what I mean. I mean, we don't talk about until recently, we don't talk about like, Oh yeah, it's kind of a fucked up for an older guy to go out with someone that young. Not, I think once you turn 27, 30, you can date a 50 year old. doesn't matter because you're a whole person by that point. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like Woody Allen, you know, in Manhattan dating a fucking 17-year-old when he was like 45 in the movie. And, you know, it was okay. And it was like, no, this isn't okay. But we don't even, I even, uh, particularly about this age thing, I still haven't heard enough people saying like, oh, that's real fucked up. You shouldn't do that. People still don't say that yet. And I don't know how comfortable I feel saying it right now, but it is like a thing where people still tiptoe around that particular thing. Do you think people are? Do you, people keep saying James Franco is next because of that weird incident? I think incident. that he is. Well, no, I, I that he is. Yeah, everybody says that. People that uh, weird keep saying they have more stories. Uh, there's been a bunch of stories, right? There was like Instagram DMs and stuff, and where he's like, "Bye, bye." I just looked at it again because I was with someone last night who was like, "James Franco is next," and I was like, "He berates this woman that because she's she's like, um, I'm turning 18, maybe next time. Like, I'm not 18 yet. She's." by the way, amazing, this teen that was, like, by James Franco, but he immediately kind of starts, like, being aggressive with her and insulting her, and I was like, I recognize that. What did he say to insult her? I don't, he was just like, okay, bye. Like, he just was, like, very, dis- like, became, like, aggressively dismissive <gasps> as soon as she, like, was like, nah. It's very weird that men, he got, like, he was like, bye, whore. Like, the way the guy, he didn't call her a whore, but it was the same kind of sentiment that the, the guy in Cat Person comes across he's like are you with him right now bye well it's you know it's like you know we've been taught that men are like super strong but they've also because women have been since we're born um they like are treat us like little babies because I, I i don't know i'm not saying it's any you guys fault or anything but women obviously protect us from feeling certain ways you see that in cat person uh-huh. all she's doing is protecting him uh-huh. yeah. and that's a society's way so if a uh you know, if you don't know what's really going on and you don't understand that you're being protected from a thing, then when it's all be finally becomes a revel, you're going to act like a baby. Men act like babies because we don't know. And now I think we're starting to know the more women talk about their stories and their feelings. Yes, of course, there are guys who are going to call them whores and sluts online and all those things. But the more you guys talk, the more that, uh, you know, quote unquote, decent guys are going to start to fucking understand that we've been babied and like glad handled our whole life. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's that what happened with that guy that was like, you can't stay over. And he was like, OK, maybe you won't be fat next time. And I was like, what? Like, that's yeah, he's a- acting like a baby. <sighs> Yeah, get that, it together, man. Yeah, but you know, I you know, I hope this is all a part of it and everything becoming better because it's bad for us. It makes us it makes us worse human beings. Men. It's just so mortifying to go through as a society. But uh, yes, I'm hoping like. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I talked things to, get better. I've been I've been ta- talking to Julia lately. Down. You know, because I told her I was like, you don't tell me you don't tell me what you need. Like you don't tell me. I think that. How she acts, um, I think she just is like wants to make me happy. But mm-hmm. I'm like, 
the way you're like not you don't tell me what you need or what you want even i realize sexually i don't know if you guys have had that talk but most people don't talk sexually about what really makes them happy or gets them off or fantasies wise and i realized even with julia and i'm a sex god uh i I realized with julia i was like you know we don't we've never talked about what you like i mean sure you like to come a whole bunch and i deliver the goods but we don't know (laughs) no but i mean this was the other day and i was like we've never talked about these things yeah so Funny. I, I am. I like. There's like one small piece of feedback for Gabe, and I'm like, I don't want him to feel like inadequate. He like doesn't do one thing very often, and I'm like, how do I let him know that's my favorite? Do you have to be like, this is my favorite thing? Please do it. I, yes. I think so. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is right now is that all this that story and what we're talking about is women just hey, yeah, just treat them. us like people in a way too, where it's like, dude, I love you. I want to make you the most happy it could be if I'm not – you're taking away the opportunity to be, for me to become a better giving person by not letting me know what I can do for you. And also sometimes it's just your own shit. Like I used to – like if I was ever with a guy and there was any masturbating involved, I would like kind of pretty masturbate. And it's like <laughs> the masturbating that you do that like gets you off is fucking – raw it is yeah. like not you shouldn't nobody should have oh, yeah. to like see you do it but the fir- the first time wade like really saw me do that he was like yeah, yeah. that's what i mean yeah. i always shield their eyes i'm like no 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 <laughs> no yeah that's hot we know yeah we know if you have like this pretty face on that's not what girls look like when they come <laughs> like they're sneezing for yeah. a full minute yeah, horrifying it's a horrifying face but it's animal shit and the animal shit's the hottest shit. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I'm saying. I, I know. And, of course, women would say, you know, it's not our job to teach you. But I'm saying the more I know, the more I hear, the more stories like this I hear, the more I'm around pe- women like you who talk about these things, the more I understand. So as much as you don't want it to be your responsibility, and it's certainly not, it helps. It helps. Great. Sex God. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like that, that, that's why I love that short story because I was like, oof, man, this is grimy. Like, and I, I'm sure I'd done that to women at some point, especially in your 20s. Uh, you know, you're just, you don't, you're terrible about things. You don't know how to be sweet or, you know, you don't understand, you know, as men, we're even taught to just like want sex no matter what. But there was girls I didn't really want to have sex with that I had sex with because I was like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to do that. Like winning the game. Yeah. I feel like in my 20s, I was like, oh, I'll do them this favor. Like if I slept with a dude that I thought was like I was at, I'm like, I'm out of his league. Like I'll let him fuck me. But like, what? Yeah. It's weird. It's like using men to like validate myself. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I think that the I think the cat person story doesn't paint her the best light either, and I think that's why it's actually pretty even handed, because she she was mean to him at the end too when she let her friend text him and say I'm not interested in you. She didn't follow it up or anything because right, she knew that's she what she wanted. Out. Yeah, but she's also fucking twenty. So what are you supposed to do? I really wish you would have read this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Somebody texted me the other night and was like have, wanting to talk about it, so I had a whole other conversation about it. Oh, man, it'll take you like five minutes. It's really short. I guess if you're a speed reader, it took me 55 minutes. I'm just no kidding. No way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on, Alex. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure. Yeah. Where can we find you on the internet? I'm at Alex McAlpine on Twitter and Instagram. That's your best bet. Yeah. She's a great Twitterer. Go to wherever you find podcasts. Listen to Swipe Out. Listen to her fall in love with Gabe. Oh, yeah. oh that's so 
Sweet. And we'll see what this season two is going to be all about, huh? In Kenya. So dope. <laughs> I'm so excited. I got to figure out how to like send her a mic. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. It's going to be great. Thanks, Al. <laughs>